0: Welcome to the Lady Gossip Podcast for Sasha Answers and... Episode 30. Episode 30. And we are posting exciting. this Tuesday, October 4th, which is also when we are going to... Adele? Yes. So you might be listening to this while we are... Weeping. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I haven't... Um, I, have only, I haven't downloaded the album, which is like the stupidest thing one could do. And I'm fully aware of this. So like, I'm prepared to know two songs tomorrow. Oh, but you'll know things from the old like the older albums. All the older albums. But yeah. I mean I'm I'm pretty sure she's just gonna pimp a lot of the new album, 25. But anyways, I'm very excited. I'll just be humming along. I, I feel like she'll do the old classics. Yes. And then I heard she talks a lot. I love that. Um and then we'll just cry at whatever, someone well, like you and Yeah. I'll one just, and only. Your just, favorite is one and only, right? One and only. I love one and only. Yeah. But I'm more interested to know that I might see like Secretions of emotion coming out of your eyes. Well, <laughs> I, I don't day, think you have ever seen me. Never seen you cry. And we've known each other a long time, like over have a you decade. Seen me cry? Yes. Oh, yeah. really? You got really <laughs> fucking deep about that. Was that a really sad cry? Oh yeah, I probably cried a couple of times in the last couple of years with you. But yeah. um, okay, well. But I don't. On know, a lighter note, <laughs> you don't cry. <laughs> but I also am very vulnerable to mob mentality. Okay, so if we're all crying, <laughs> you will just feel left out enough no, to cry. No, it's, it's, it's not that. It's like when you're in, you know what they say about mob mentality, right? It's a weak person mm. ends up following along. I'm weak. Like mm. I, no, I'm not proud of this. But like if there was a situation where people were like stabbing looting person? and shit, okay. I'd probably fucking loot because that's how weak I am. I actually, yeah, but I think that's kind of your personality. You're kind of. Like a troublemaker. Because that's what looting is, that mob mentality. Okay. Remember in Vancouver when they lost the Game 7 Stanley Cup yes, final? And, and everyone and A lot wrote. of people who were upstanding citizens, who were just really nice people, suddenly couldn't describe why they ran yeah. into a store and ran out with a pair of pants. Yeah. Were you one of those people? Is that what you're no. admitting? No. Yasik is not one of those people. And we were at the game and he was like, let's fucking go right now. <laughs> And pulled me into the car and we drove away. And literally, I swear to God, as we're driving away, we looked through the back window and the city was on fire. Yeah. That's, that's how close up. we were. But anyway, there were people who would run into a store, nice, nice people ordinarily, and then they'd come out with whatever and then break a window because of this mob mentality. Anyway, I am vulnerable to that kind of shit, well, I find. Well, there could be some foreshadowing because the Jays are playing a wild card tomorrow, <laughs> one block away from Adele. So if they lose and there's looting, you will probably be part of that. <laughs> this, time, this time around Maybe Maybe I will have exercised my mob mentality by crying at okay. Adele. And then I won't need to lose. Okay. If the Jays <laughs> lose. Hopefully they will not lose. Um, <laughs> hopefully they will not lose. I, I hope they're not either because my husband will be going there and if you don't loot he'll be a fucking looter and at the very least (laughs) he'll be be a head looter he will be the head drunk so if anyone I said to Duanna in our group email I was like uh if we see Corey like we beeline the other way like I don't want to I don't want to fucking see him I don't want to be associated with him like Corey sees you and says hey that's my wife and you turn around and say I'm not married (laughs) who is that who is that saying my name (laughs) <laughs> um, okay. Let's go get into the questions today. Okay. Ready? Here's our first question. Hey, Sasha and Lainey. My boyfriend and I have been together four months now. Both college students in our early 20s. He's a great guy. Fun, good-looking, and outgoing. We get along pretty well. The problem is with our sex life. He's hardcore S&M. I'm not the most vanilla girl around, and being dominated in bed can be fun. But when actual pain is involved, that's when I tap out. He's asked me a few times to recreate a scene from Fifty Shades of Grey, the one near the end of the movie when he spanks her with a belt, and I've been very reluctant. I just want to show Sasha's, I wish you could see Sasha's body language right now because you are (laughs) becoming smaller and smaller. Okay, anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So he spanks her with a belt, and I've been very reluctant, but his birthday was last week, and I figured it'd be a nice gift. So we planned the whole thing. And when it came down to it, homeboy lost himself and really hit me hard with his fucking belt to the point where I couldn't contain my tears. Safe to say our night came to a premature ending after that. He apologized profusely afterwards and we've been trying to move on. The problem is we haven't had sex since and I don't know what middle ground we could reach on this one. He's not a psychopath, but he gets off on inflicting pain during sex. I'm adventurous in bed and totally willing to go outside of my comfort zone for him, but real actual pain isn't my thing either. Okay, well, <clears throat> yeah, uh, yeah. I want to take the raids on this one. I mean, for me, it's, I think I wrote about BDSM uh, a long time ago on your column. Your uh, column. I mean, my <laughs> column on your website. <laughs> um, and I am. I admitted then and I admit now. Like I am vanilla on vanilla on top of vanilla. Like this is outside like, of wow, my vanilla. realm. Like, like you won't even do a little peg action. I don't even know what that is. What the fuck's peg action? Like sticking your finger up a guy's butt. Don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. Because there's a lot of like which, a, there are so many erogenous like erogenous zones around it. Yeah, which is great. Like, these are all wonderful like cornucopia of tricks you can do in bed. I think that's wonderful. If both people are game, I think the issue here, and especially if you're getting quote unquote violent in bed mm-hmm. um if there's if there's like you know uh, dominance over mm-hmm. somebody, then strict rules have to be outlined before you get into that situation mm-hmm. um, and clearly they while while our writer is like sexually adventurous and open to things, they obviously haven't had the conversation on what those cues are, what those cues are of being like, this is too much, Uh, I need to tap out, Um, and and that is an important, at the the very least, that has to be discussed between the two of them, otherwise, yeah, you get in a situation where you're getting beat the shit out of by a belt, Mm -hmm. and now you're too afraid to have sex with your partner. Well, I agree with what you said, and you mentioned that you have to talk it through beforehand, and go through everything, and she says here that they did, Uh, She says, we plan the whole thing, but what's missing here from this email is safe words. Exactly, yes. Um, Safe words are so important with uh, BDSM, and so the fact that she hasn't mentioned that they came up with a safe word, that they agreed upon a safe word, that they, um, you know, had fun conjuring up what the safe word would be, is it going to be avocado, is it puppy, is it glasses, (laughs) whatever, says to me that neither one of them, but in particular, he doesn't know what the guidelines and the process of BDSM is. So I don't know that this is actually BDSM, which is, uh, I don't know, a sexual enjoyment that is… Within a prescribed boundary, boundary yeah. right? Like yeah. people who I know who practice BDSM are quite, I don't want to say rigid about it, but they have a set of rules that they follow. There have to be safe words. Well, and I was going to say, it's about responsibility. And consent. Yes, responsibility and consent. And what sounds interesting is, yeah, I think this guy, um, her boyfriend is like, yeah, I fucking love to be rough in bed, but I don't think he's actually taking the time to figure out what that means, what that looks like how to do that properly with your partner. And yeah, that, uh, you say rigid, I say responsible. Like it's, it's about setting boundaries. You have to set rules when you are interacting in this kind of sexual play. So, you know, to the reader then, I, you know, I appreciate that he was remorseful afterwards mm-hmm. and I appreciate that you have feelings for this person, but I appreciate even more that you're uncomfortable and that eventually this is going to come up again. Well, it should come up right away, right? Because you can't avoid having sex with your partner. It, it, that's just going to cause a greater divide. Yeah. So use this as an opportunity to set those boundaries, have that discussion. Because, like, th- that can't happen again. That can't happen whereby she yeah, is crying out of pain and fear. Like, that. that's not a good time for anybody. But also, use the opportunity to do better research. Of with course, all yeah. due respect… My understanding from sex educators and those in the BDSM community is that fifty shades of gray is actually not the way that BDSM should be practiced. Mm. In fact, I once had a conversation with uh, several people in the in that community who say that it's against everything they believe in um, and that it's not a true representation of that kind of enjoyable sexual activity. Mm -hmm. So since the two of you who are admittedly new and novices to BDSM are being guided by this work of fiction that is probably not the most um, helpful, for lack of a better word, responsible, I have to be quite severe maybe you should be going to different texts and different, like, going to different resources that are more helpful and more aware. I totally agree. Yeah. So, create this as an opportunity to, yeah, do your research and create a better fuck environment because what's happening right now is uh, not ideal for you. And you obviously have pointed that out. So, you need to have an open discussion with your boyfriend. I mean, that's… It's part of any relationship is to have an open discussion especially when something yeah as particular and specific yeah. as this is going on and do your research go online um, I I would ha- I have recommendations but now I'm struggling with whether or not to provide them and we can certainly post them or whether or not this is part of the process of research not having the answers given to you but you going out there and engaging the community and asking your own questions to the community, the BDSM community that has more experience. I think it'd be good to put some links, right? Because sometimes people are a bit sheepish to talk about their sex life um, to other people. And maybe they don't like to classify themselves as BDSM because sometimes that has its own kind of negative connotation. It shouldn't, but it it does for some people. So you should slap up some links. I just always like the sort of black hole effect of the internet and research where you just type in BDSM in your Google search and it leads you to one link, to another link, to another link. Because often I find that you post one link for somebody and then that becomes the Bible. Sure. Whereas, so l- let me think on this, but, l- you know, and because what we do here at Sasha Answers is very spontaneous. Like, we never sort of telegraph or, or read anything. All of our responses to your questions are really in the moment. So let me think on this. But I do feel that you would be well served to do that research and go down those Google internet rabbit holes where you can get more and more information and learn more and more from other people and hear from other people who've been through it. Because with all due respect to your boyfriend, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. That's true. P.S. I love how you started off this by asking me if I've ever stuck my finger up someone's (laughs) butt. Like, (laughs) as if that had any... Like that didn't even that wasn't even like a good transition. You were like, well, have you stuck No, your but, you just, butt? but you were just but you were but you were like, "I am the most vanilla on top yeah, of yeah, vanilla, yeah, yeah. and I wanted to know what well, level was, of vanilla." No, what vanilla means is like boring. Do you think vanilla means some fucking no? Butt like fingers? there's no. To me, There's levels of vanilla. Like, are you a dugger? I don't know what these terms are. No, What's a, a dugger? dugger like those fucking oh, like, like mormony. No, you know that family that keeps having, having babies yeah. and they're like, oh, sex is bad except until you're married. And they're, okay, you know, not... they, they claim to just be, hey, missionary only, make babies only. But you, they're the freakiest fucks. Oh, well, there you go. I bet you they're, <laughs> well, that one guy was like a, a child pedophile. perv. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, I'm white on white, not like a Duggar or a pedophile. That like, clarifies anything. Yeah, but I know I know some vanilla, like super white on white sex vanilla people. Right. They won't even do it doggy styles. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Well, my mom's listening. I don't really particularly want to talk okay, about it. Whatever. I like it doggy styles. How about that? And she sticks her <laughs> finger up <laughs> past all no, also what she's saying. No. Oh, no. He's, nope, he's saying honestly, no. Honestly? Do you know how many times I've offered? <laughs> uh, okay, you've offered. But he he's won't. No. He's like, no, thank you. And you, you offer them, and he says, no, thank you. Yeah. He's okay. like, no, I'm okay. good. Good. All right. But I'm the one see, who's well, like, hey, let's try some pegging. See? and there's his safe word. He said, no, thank you. And you listen <laughs> to him, so this is important. Okay, um, next. Hey, Sasha, I met my first love, let's call him Ben, in middle school. He was a sweetheart, smart, respectful, very good-looking, and supportive, We started dating in high school, and we were very serious about each other. He was my best friend, and for a really uh, really long time, I was sure he was the love of my life. We talked about growing old together, how and where we were going to raise our kids, and the whole happily ever after thing. I went to college out of state. He stayed home in our home state, but we were ready to commit to the long-distance thing, and he even gave me a promise ring before I left for my freshman year. During junior year... He cheated on me and didn't even have the guts to come clean to my face. He sent one of our close friends to tell me and ask for forgiveness. Okay. Well, he's in high school, so. Uh, no, at this point they're in college. Oh, college? Yeah. Oh, oops. He's I in take... third year university, this fucker. Sorry, okay. maybe he's not a fucker. I have to keep, keep on reading. going. Um, Anyway, so he sends a friend to tell me and asks for forgiveness. I just stopped talking to him after that. Safe to say I was heartbroken and messed up for a very long time. Fast forward to today. My current boyfriend and I are expecting. Congratulations. I'm in my first trimester. We moved in together after I found out I was pregnant. We've been together for almost two years now, and we weren't really planning on starting a family, but we've decided to keep the baby. We have our ups and downs, but all in all, we're in a good place, and I love him. About seven months ago, a mutual friend of Ben and I from back home told me Ben had recently moved to my town and asked her for my number. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I figured, why the hell not? We haven't spoken in four years. He was my best friend and I never really got closure from how our relationship ended. So Ben called up one day and we went out for coffee. We talked about everything and anything. He apologized for how things went down between us and we ended that first meetup on very courteous terms. We kept in touch after that. He was new in town, living with roommates he wasn't vibing with, so I helped him find a new place, and we just started talking more and more. Then I started remembering how sweet and loving and amazing he was, and all the feelings I had for him just came rushing back. It got really easy, really fast, to be myself around him again. I'm falling in love with Ben, who I called a motherfucker (laughs) like a minute ago, but I'm falling in love with Ben, but as long as I'm with my boyfriend, I would never ever act on those feelings. I love my boyfriend. We're having a baby together and I want my child to grow up with parents that have a healthy relationship. Some of my close friends think I should end it for good with Ben, but it's not that easy. I don't want him out of my life. He genuinely makes me happy. I'm really confused right now and would like your impartial input. I'm ready for some tough love if need be. Okay. <laughs> you are going to get some. Okay. Well, then you started off. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Well, what are you, what, what's, your, what's your gut feeling on this? I, what I'm like, I, what I really, um, she doesn't give a name, so she doesn't give her name, so I'm going to give her one. Sure. Um, So, the guy's name is Ben, so let's call her Jen. Okay. Great? Easy? (laughs) Yes. So many Jens out there. Um, Jen, there are a lot of things I have problems with this in in this email, but this is the sentence that is super eye-rolly to me. Mm -hmm. Okay? I'm going to re-quote it. Yes. I'm falling in love with Ben. But as long as I'm with my boyfriend, I would never, ever act on those feelings. You already like, what you're thinking is she already has, right? Jen, you're full of shit. (laughs) Yes, totally. First of all. And P.S., you wanted tough love, so here it comes. Writing a sentence like that, like, you're somehow morally superior because, oh, I'm falling in love with him, but I would never act on it. Yeah. Come on now. Don't. You are basically forgiving yourself. You're basically saying, I'm too good of a person. Are you? But that's emotionally cheating 101, what she just did. Like, yeah. Call a spade a spade. You're fucking emotionally cheating on the relationship that you're currently with right now. Um, I don't know. It's like, I feel part, part of me is like, you got a lot on the go, Jen. Like, have the baby and then figure out what you want to do. I don't necessarily think... Um, jumping into, um, like, this, it feels like a very mystic relationship, what, what she has with Ben, right? Whatever is coming uh, into her life now, like, how he makes her feel. Like, I, I always question, is that how he's making you feel presently, or is, are those past feelings that are coming up? Are those past feelings that are bubbling up, and they're kind of um, uh, just confusing you and what you want currently? Which is, like, I don't think that the guy she's with right now is probably the guy she should be with. Um, But I don't necessarily think Ben is the guy she should be with either. I don't know. It feels like a bit of a band-aid for me. I also feel like, how did we just gloss over the part where he uh, (laughs) cheated on her um, in junior year of college, which is around Mm. 21-ish, cheated on her, and then sent a friend to tell her. And, you know, she's like, he's talked to me and he's apologized, But here's the thing. He's apologized in the most animal kingdom way ever. Basically, he knows that you're pregnant with some other dude. He's like, oh, wait a minute. I'm territorial now. That was supposed to be my womb to knock up. That was my land. Right. That was my ownership. Somebody else has her? Well, now I'm going to come in. I'm going to step in. I'm going to fuck it all up. See, you're... What a a piece of shit. See, there's a lot of... It's interesting. Your anger is towards Ben. My anger isn't towards Ben. Like, what's Ben doing? Ben's like a a free agent guy who hasn't really done anything wrong. Yes, he cheated on her in university. People fuck up and make mistakes. Like, you know I am not down with any cheating. But I understand, like, when you're you're in university, when you're young, you're just stupid. And so you do stupid things. And I think that you can... um, You can... Learn and change and be a different person. Can you when you're pregnant? No, I'm talking about Ben right now. I know, but I get it. Like, of course my anger is directed at Ben, but mostly it's directed at why Jen can't see Ben for what Ben is. Okay, right. Which is what you mean what I was talking about. Which is what I'm like, hello, can I knock on this, Yasik? Jen, (laughs) remember what Ben is and you have a baby. Yeah. Like, I know what you mean about everybody's making mistakes, but I feel like… Dude, when you're bringing a life into the world, maybe you should try and cut down on as many mistakes as you can. Yes. Yes. Well, that… that I don't know. Like, just an idea. Right. Well, that's what I'm sort of saying is, like, Jen needs to concentrate on the human being she's about to push through her vagina and have to take care of for a long time as opposed to getting wrapped up in some past love affair. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, it just… It seems like… she. For me, I'm more just like, Jen, get a grip, as opposed to, Ben, you're a dick. Like, I don't give a fuck about Ben. Well, the problem is Jen does. Yeah, but Jen's sitting there with, like, little hearts in her eyes right now. Mm. You know? Are we being um, not fair? Because how about if Ben is, like, her soulmate that's coming back? What what do you think about that? Like, that's it. That is a possibility. I don't know. I just feel like soulmates are soulmates with chemistry and all that. But it's more than just feelings, it's timing. And right now, the timing seems really, really shitty. Sure, I agree. She's pregnant with another dude who she claims she loves. Right. Um, Ben's coming in with all kinds of history. Some of it's real shit. Mm-hmm. I question his motivations. I question her judgment. Yeah, I see, I don't, I don't again, don't give a fuck about Ben. I give, what, Jen, what are Jen's motivations? with this, right? Like, why, why is Jen letting this, how is she, how has she fallen in love with Ben already? Well, I don't know. They fucking went for coffee a couple yeah, times. Yeah, so, <laughs> exactly. I just kind of want to be like, my, other, you're acting dumb. That's what I really want to say. My other thing is, too, is that she's asking for impartial input, but, you know, she's saying, some of my close friends think I should end it for good with Ben. So even the people who love her, her friends, who surround know her, her who know her, yeah. are like, you need to be done with this guy. Mm-hmm. So it's not just me. It's, you know, her support system. So I… But what bothers me right now about Jen is I feel like Jen has rewritten Ben. Mm-hmm. The way that yeah. she's like, I don't want him out of my life, she says. He genuinely makes me happy. Yeah. I… And that's How do you know your hormones aren't making you happy because you have a baby inside you right now and your baby's making you happy? Like, why do we give Ben all the credit for this life that you have and this life that you've built? Mm -hmm. I don't know, Jen. um, Sasha and I are clearly a little bit off in terms of how we see this situation, but I feel like… But either way, we're like, don't go with Ben. Yeah. So don't go with Ben. He genuinely makes me happy. I don't want him out of my life. He needs to be out of your, this is what I want to say. He doesn't need to be in your life right now. Like maybe, who knows, because I still don't want to like cut off the fact that maybe he's her soulmate, but like not now. She has way more important things to figure out than whether or not she should fall in love with this past person who, you know, for your description, you think he's a fucking dicky douche. So I'm just like, don't do anything now. Right now is not the right decision. You're not in the right mind frame, clearly, to make a really important decision about who uh, you want to choose to be in your life. Like, it's just very confusing. I'm very confused by this question, actually. Well, I, listen, I know that mostly this is about Jen, but I just want to point out again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that for somebody, if you care about somebody and you know that they're in this beautiful period in their life, you're in a relationship with them, or sorry, she's in a relationship with somebody else who cares about her and who loves her, and she's carrying his baby. Why are you going back in there and fucking it all up for her and making her confused? Who, what does that say about Ben? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, there is, there is selfishness and heroism to be had in stepping back and saying, I'm just not going to complicate it for her Right now. Okay, but do we have any- and who is this guy who needs her to move him out of his shitty apartment with his shitty roommates? She's fucking pregnant. She's in another relationship and he's like, I'm new in this town. I don't like my roommates. Can you help me? Who is this? He's pathetic, Jen. Sorry. Okay. The end, right? We I don't know. You know what you're confused about? Is because you and I both know she's gonna get back together. I know, ben. which is what hard- can we say here? Jen, we have you read. Good luck. I don't know. But I don't or think that anything caution. we've said here is going to stop you. You are, you are a freight train going back to Ben. Yeah. Um, but if there's any hope here, maybe you'll listen to what we're advising. Amen. Maybe look at him like Ben Affleck. <laughs> I feel like that's how you set it up anyway. <laughs> with the whole Ben and Jen. Okay, last question. Okay. No, but seriously, you don't think he's a dick? Anyway, fine. Well, no, because I don't think he's a dick because it's not like, I feel like almost she's making up what's going on in this relationship. There's, in no part of this email was she like, Ben said, he really misses me and loves me too. That's why I'm like, well, she doesn't, right? But he called her first and he went and asked a friend where she was. Yeah, but, but who's to say that he knew that she was pregnant until he fucking sat down across from her and was drinking this fucking coffee. And Maybe he just wants to be friends with her. Or using her to figure out how to, like, the lay of the land. That's what, that is what is kind of a red flag for me. Nowhere in this email does she say that Ben reciprocates any of these love feelings. Oh, worse. So she's in her own head right That's now. That's how I feel. That's why I'm like, I don't know if we should dog on Ben that much, because I really think we need to, like, wake up Jen, because I think she's living in a fucking fantasy land. Jen, wake up. Wake the fuck up. Anyways, okay, moving next. on. Hi, Sasha and Lainey. My husband and I, both 30, have been trying for a year to have a baby. After 12 months of trying, we've been referred by my family doctor to a fertility clinic. I don't think I considered before how much I had shaped and planned my life around the expectation of having at least one child, nor did I fully grasp how much I yearn for one until I'm faced with the prospect of having to consider that uh, may not be in the cards for us. As a true type A, I cannot help but map out my life. Now, that map may be a road to nowhere, and I feel hollow, crushed, and am having trouble finding joy in the idea of a future without a child. I love my husband with all my heart. He's my best friend, and I have often said I feel like I won the love lottery connecting to such a wonderful partner. I feel so much shame and disappointment at my lack of resilience in the face of this adversity. I also feel foolish. We are just about to head into testing. There's no information yet that suggests that we cannot have kids. It's just that the year of trying, two weeks of hope and joy, followed by two weeks of sadness and disappointment is really tough. Plus, it seems like everyone and their dog in our social circle is reproducing with ease, and I find myself feeling resentment, shame, and fear with each new pregnancy announcement. I've not shared these struggles with my family. I don't want to see the pity and disappointment across their face. Additionally, I regret sharing that we even started trying with some close friends. As I feel like with each passing month, their disappointment for us is palpable. Internalizing the struggle has left me numb, depressed, and on edge. I know I won't feel like this forever, but this has been an especially challenging time in my life. I guess my question to you is, what do you do when life is not going as planned? What happens if the future I yearn for will not come to be? Looking for some resilience. Oh... I feel like I was like, did did I write this letter? (laughs) Not to laugh, but it's like she's speaking the feelings and truth of so many women out there who are trying to have a child. It is taxing, it is stressful, it is depressing, it is lonely, it is heartbreaking, it's painful. Like, it, it it is all of the above. And what's great about it is that she is in touch with her emotions, and I think that is step one of any, uh, when you're ever feeling low, when you're ever feeling confused, when you're ever feeling depressed about something, is to like feel those emotions, um, talk them through with people, and um, there's no shame in that. So that's how, that's kind of what I'd want to say, is that I totally understand her pain, I've been there, I am there, Um, but I wouldn't necessarily say like, wave the white flag because it's only been a year and there's still tons of time for you to um, have a baby and there are tons of options out there for you to, um, again, have a baby. And if you don't, I mean, I'm faced with that reality and I think that uh, what's been interesting is that I know that I'll be okay if I don't. And I think that's something that's important to know is like if life unravels the the way that it does and you're just not able to have those things, then you kind of have to make the best of it. You can't, you know what I mean? Like it's hard, it's been hard for me to wrap my mind around it the last couple of years, but like I'm blessed to have Corey. I'm blessed to have my little dog. I'm blessed to have all my friends and family. And that for me is enough and it will have to be enough if that's not an option. Do Do you know what I mean? Like you kind of, can't always plan out the way your life is going to go. And fuck, I'm a super A-type. I love controlling every aspect of my life. And this was one of those things where, yeah, you just have to release control and leave it up to whatever you believe in for things to shake out the way they shake out. I love what you said about um, being in touch with your emotions Mm -hmm. and recognizing what that is. I also, though, you said it's been 12 months, and my understanding is that, like, you know, that's, it seems like a long time, and of course it does for you. Like, that's month after month, and you're still getting your period, yeah. but at the same time, I've heard stories of people waiting, you know, as men, much as three years, right? Oh, more than that, too, yeah. And also, it's important to remember that right now, sometimes… Being type A means that you draw conclusions without having all the answers. So true. And so you yourself have said that you don't even know if there's anything wrong. You've just started the testing. Mm -hmm. They haven't even come back to you with any conclusive results. So I think the type A in you wants to start preparing for the worst Mm because you are so a planner and you're so organized, but I don't know if life really is a miracle and these things don't follow any plans. You can't really, as you said, Sasha, plan for it Mm -hmm. for life. It just happens. So you have the choice to see what happens, wait for your test to come back, not assume that it's going to be the worst. And take it step by step. Do not get ahead of yourself. Yeah. And don't feel like uh you know, something that struck me is like you were like, "Oh, I I'm I can feel the dis- my, the disappointment of my friends is palpable." That is not the case. Your friends are not disappointed in you that you can't have a baby. That is not what they that, that's not. I can guarantee what they're feeling. They're they're trying. They feel empathy for you because it is hard, especially hard when yeah, everyone around you is like you know, they touch their husband and they get fucking pregnant. Like it's, though so you hear those stories all the time. And then you hear people being like, just relax, like just relax. Just, you're just so wound up. It's your type A personality. Like people are going to give you um, all their, their advice. Um, I, I'm kind of straying here. But basically what I'm saying is I think it's important for you to um, talk with your family and talk with your friends about it because there's nothing to be ashamed of. You know, you're trying your best. You're doing all the things that you can do. And if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, then when you get there, that's when you'll, that's when you figure it out. And that's what I think you're saying, Lainey, which is like, just keep on going. There's nothing to fucking freak out about just yet. Yeah. Um, And if and when that time comes, then that time comes and that's when you start to figure out what that means for you. I understand, It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean a horrible life. I mean, I get it, though, because, like, how many of us have gone to get a blood test? Mm. Or, you know, when I was single, the annual fucking STI AIDS test or yeah. whatever, right? And when you're waiting for it to come back, you've already decided, I'm dying. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's going to happen? And, you know, I think, that, I think that having, I don't know that, first of all, if it was helpful to be like that, I would be like, great, fret away, organize away. Mm -hmm. But I just don't think it's helpful. Yeah. The other reality though of what's so frustrating about um, trying to get pregnant and not getting pregnant is that even like, I remember when I was going for all those, that testing, they were like, everything's perfect. We don't know why you're not having a kid. And I think that's probably uh, a lot of the reasoning that women get too. It's like, it's unexplained infertility and that, is more frustrating. I always was like, tell me what's fucking wrong with me and then I can go fix it. But I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's going to be the case with our writer too, is it's going to be like, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know why it's not happening. Um, And if that's the case, again, it's like, if if all you can do is try and in the meantime, like take care of yourself um, emotionally because that's not going to do you any favors if you're stressed out and feeling depressed and Like, Lord knows, I hear you about being sad every month. Like, I was a fucking wreck every two weeks. Um, But then you, but uh, I don't know. It's hard for me to say because I'm on the other side of it right now, which is if it happens, it happens. Like, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So I I know that doesn't sound super sensitive, but I I do think that the most important thing is talking to people about it. And what's great, too, is when you talk to more people about it, you you realize that there are so many people who uh, struggled with getting pregnant. And then you get to, like, you know, you get to glean some advice from them and you, you, seek, you seek therapy from their experiences as well. And that's it for us. Uh, good luck. Keep us posted. Yeah. And keep your questions coming to Sasha at laneygossip.com. And you can download us on iTunes and Google Play and we will be back. Actually, oh. we may be late next week because it is Thanksgiving in Canada. Oh, that's true. We're going to try to be on time on Tuesday for next week, but there may be a chance that we'll be a day late or maybe a couple days but late. Yes. Day. But happy Thanksgiving to those of you in Canada. And have a great day. Bye.